Are we keeping it casual or you want it like? No, we want it casual. Okay. Hey guys, it's Stephanie. Welcome to week three of the Closet Moms podcast. Um, this week we have a special guest co-hosting with me because Ashley is out enjoying family time um, on a little vacation. So I have brought someone very special to me to the show. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jared Cornelius and uh, say hi. Hi guys. <laughs> He's so thrilled to be doing this with me today. He just could not wait. Closet dad here. Closet dad. He even got apple juice for the show. He said that all the pros drink apple juice before they record. Wait, I guess I should be more like a garage dad, right? That's where I go to hide? Yeah, the garage, garage dad. What about the golf course dad? No, I wish. Yeah, or the bathroom dad. That's where you that's guys a, really hide. That's a good spot, too. <laughs> That's a whole different show, though, yeah. Bathroom Dads. For those of you who don't know, Jared is my husband, by the way. So I thought it would be really cool to have Jared on the show to give a male perspective, the dad perspective, um, especially because the topic we are going to cover today is all about the family and the household and who takes care of what and how do you manage it all. So we will get um, into that, but... I'm not going to lose our tradition of doing our naughty nice segment, so I figured we'll just include Jared on this one, and he's going to give us a naughty or nice. I'll let you go first. Okay, sure. Uh, so I'll say something nice about Dash, because he's been doing this for maybe like two weeks now, where it seems everything that he wants for himself, he makes sure he gets the same for Kira, his sister. So if it's a lollipop or a mm -hmm. drink or a bottle, he's always saying, and one for Sissy? And one for Sissy? Sissy too? Very nice. Very yeah. sweet. He's starting to look out after uh, his sister. And he gets really upset if she doesn't want what he's giving her. That's true. <laughs> Lots of good one. Yeah, he's. I just think he's super sweet and he can do no wrong, but everybody knows that. I think he might be the favorite child right now. But... He's my favorite. <laughs> Poor Kira. <laughs> Gosh. We love her too. Don't call CPS. My favorite um, son. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. son. Well, then I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a naughty for Kira. So far, I'm three for zero on naughty stories for Kira. This week will not be a poop story though, because um, the last two have been poop stories. And I'm sure you don't listen to the podcast, Jared, so you don't know my poop stories. But if you do take a listen, you'll hear. She's had a few of them. Um. Well, this is kind of not her fault, but it is a naughty. She has been having nightmares like every single night and in turn has been waking me up every night and I am now the one that has to wake up, calm her down, try to get her to think of unicorns and rainbows and then she tells me she's trying and she can't help it and it's just a vicious cycle of her waking up from a nightmare, waking me up, going back to sleep for about five minutes, waking back up crying, Back to sleep for five minutes, waking up crying until where I'm like, okay, just forget it. Go either go wake up daddy or read a book or something. But she's been keeping me up every night. So I am trying to figure out how to get her to not um, have nightmares, but I'm not really sure what to do. So if anybody knows, let me know. And I feel bad saying it's naughty because I know she can't help it, but she can help waking me up. I think the naughty is on you for telling her to come wake me up in the middle <laughs> of the night. She doesn't do it. Don't worry. 
So let's go ahead and dive right into our topic for the week. I was reading online, like I often do, and I found an article called, I forget what it's called, like The Default Parent, and it was in the Huffington Post. So I was reading it, and it basically talks about how one parent in the... So I'm just going to let you know what the internet says about this. The default parent is the parent who knows the kid's teacher's names, who goes to all the school activities and knows what school activities are happening. They know their kid's favorite shoes, their favorite clothes. They know what size they're wearing. Do you know what size shoe Kira is? 11. Well, okay. I'm going to edit that part out because you're not supposed to know that. (laughs) Uh, The typical default parent, you know, they know a notary. Do you know a notary? A notary? What is a notary? Yeah, see, he doesn't even know what a notary is. Um, they work tirelessly to form bonds with the school's admin to what make sure... What do you need a notary for? <laughs> I can't let that slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wait. Basically, they, they know all the little things and they make mental notes. And um, I like to say that the default parent is like a massive data storage and retrieval language mm-hmm. that you can understand. Like, for instance, I can walk around the house and... A, th- a thousand thoughts will go through my head. Like if I see a hair tie, I may not pick up that hair tie, but I'll know exactly where that hair tie is. So the next time there's a meltdown about hair ties, I can find it. I can already get the sense you are assuming you're the default parent. Yeah, well, no, I'll let, I'm not gonna. Dis- <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with that. Oh, uh, so you always knowing where things are. Uh, that that's, uh, I know where your things are a lot of times. Remember yesterday or two days ago, where are my sunglasses? And immediately, oh, on the bed. I know, because I made that mental note. I put in my data lake, <laughs> and I retrieved it for you. Sorry, my watch just started talking to me. Anyway, so the default parent and then a backup parent. The backup parent is typically also the default earner. But let's be clear. I don't think that the backup parent should be viewed as negatively. I think they're just as important. Would you agree that I'm the de- default parent? Yeah, I think so, given the given my you, definition of what it <laughs> this is. is. Hey, this is the internet. These are not my definitions. Yeah, I, I don't really like the name default parent and backup parent, but I get the concept. Right. If I want to leave and go on like a three-day, even two-day little mini vacation or something, like I leave and there's a detailed spreadsheet of, okay, this birthday party at this location don't forget nap times and don't forget they need to do this and they need to turn this in or they need to see this person or like a detailed list of things that I leave for you. And when you leave, it's like walking out the door and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You're, you're leaving for a week. I forgot. Okay. Bye. Like there's no, I know that's yeah. a little dramatic, but that's true. Like you can just leave. You don't have to tell me anything. That is clear proof that I am the default parent. Yeah. You might have to make a long, detailed list and what outfits you want to wear and all this. But you won't follow it. Yes, I know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> really need that either. We'll be just fine. And you've gone away on two-day trips before and come back and everything is in totally... I will say, yes, the kids are alive. Yeah, you are right. When they're I come back, alive, they're alive. They're happy. The house is clean. All Everything's been taken care of. There's no need to worry. I think some of that stuff mentioned as being a default parent it's kind of self-inflicted in terms of having all this stuff going on in your mind and 
Yeah. You know, constantly thinking about this and thinking about that. It's like, I mean, some of it's important, but I think there's a healthy amount of it that is not important. Right. I, I do agree with that, uh, that most default parents, which turns out to be the mom most of the time, um, sort of bring it on themselves because they maybe don't allow the dad to take more responsibility, even though they complain about wanting them to take on more, but they don't really want to give up more. Um, but I did read an article that said the overall theory is that dads are involved more nowadays than, say, your dad was with you or my dad was with me back in our day. Um, dads are really like stepping it up. Um, and a significant number of dads, nearly a third of dads, said that their wife needs to step back and allow them to parent more on their own, which did not surprise me. I thought that was pretty accurate. It says, four in 10 moms admit that they really need to trust the dad more with their children. We recognize it. Are you one I'm of those four? Say. Yeah. So you don't trust me? Oh, no, no. Four in <laughs> 10 moms admit. So I'm one of the four. Yeah. So that means you don't trust me. Well, I, no, no, I do. I just need to trust you more. Okay. And it's not that I don't trust you with their well-being and, and all that. It's that I don't, like, I'm worried that you're going to dress them in not matching colors and you're going to put the wrong shoes on Kira and she's going to blame me somehow. So I, that's what I worry about. <laughs> we both know that Kira picks out her own shoes, whether they match <laughs> or not. She's in total control. She, yeah, she, she picks out say. between the two that I've already approved. <laughs> I don't let her just pick randomly. And if you're going to trust me to remember the teacher's names, that's that, that's probably not likely to happen. Exactly. I can't remember my co-worker's name. Um, so I was also reading this list, and I think this is good for probably all couples. It, read it, answer it, and think, are you comfortable with this? And if not, then you change things. And if you're like you and I, it used to be very chaotic and kind of like tit for tat, like, oh, I put them to bed last night. No, you didn't do that. Or I'm going to do this. You didn't do it. And it's constantly like, who's going to do what? Who's going to split the chores relating to the children and relating to the house? You can become pretty jaded and it gets pretty messy. You These are some good things to think about and then maybe put into practice like a schedule. I mean, even just conversations to decide, are you comfortable with the way things are? If not, let's work on something different. So um, I was going to tell them about our schedule and what sure. we do. Um, but I'm going to go over first a list of um, questions that you should probably be asking yourselves. All right, the questions are, who makes the food shopping list? Who does the food shopping? Who does the meal prep? Who purchases the children's clothing? Who organizes for the, clo the clothes? Who does the laundry? Who balances the checkbook? Who prepares the taxes? Who decorates the house? Who decides how it will be decorated? And who takes out the trash? I feel like all of those we know who's in charge of all that, right? Are there any on that list that you would say, I'm not sure who does what? Well, I think a lot of them we both do. Okay, and then what about chores outside of the house? Who looks after the car maintenance? Who chooses the type of car that you're going to drive? Who does the repairs? Who takes care of yard work? Who, who cleans the garage? Stuff like that. You do a lot of that as the backup parent. <laughs> <laughs> It just makes more sense for you to take care of that because also you care about it more. So why not? Yeah. This is an interesting list because it kind of goes back to the default parent in the area of child care chores. Who finds the babysitter when you want to go out? 
who has more undivided time with the kids, who keeps track of when medical and dental appointments are needed, who takes the children to the doctor and the dentist, who puts the kids to bed, who gets up in the morning with the kids, um, who helps with homework, who buys the children's birthday and holiday presents, who plans the children's parties and the events, who drives the kids to lessons, who attends the parent-teacher conferences, and who keeps in touch with the teachers. That's pretty much all me, right? I think on on average, yeah, but there's a lot of things in there that I do too. We do together. Yeah. I think keeping track of like logistical stuff is sort of my thing. Yeah, definitely. Appointments when it comes to the doctors and all that. And appointments, that's all you. Going to like te- parent-teacher conferences, I go to a lot right. of Right, if you can make it, you go. Picking up and dropping off kids different places we share, although you probably do 60-40. But Maybe 70-30. I guess when you're asking yourselves this, I'm talking to the listeners, if you can answer all these questions, then the next question is, are you comfortable with that? Are you happy with the way that is? Is one person doing more than the other? And are you okay with that? Because sometimes that just works for others. Like it's just, you know, if the husband is working a lot and he's the main income earner, a lot of wives just feel like that's okay. He works all day. He makes all the money. This is just my job, especially for those who stay home. Um, but I do sense that a lot of women are sort of leaning to the 50-50 at this point. There's a lot of working moms, and they feel like they're working, husband's working, we should share the chores 50-50, which I think you and I do a good job of. Yeah. Um, that's what works for us. I feel like a lot of the things on those lists were like very traditional gender roles for mm-hmm. whatever that have been that way for a long time. I'd be interested to hear if there are people out there that are opposite or the guy is taking on more of you know what in yeah, this the case what you're parent. saying yeah you're doing as the default parent mm-hmm. um, it seems to me like a lot of those are just sort of the classic moms do this and dads right. do that but i would say there are i think there are quite a few men who are becoming the default parent if the wives are making the money and the dads can stay home and be the default parent. I, I yeah. actually know of several men that do that and it works for them. I don't think it should be one or the other. I just think it, it is what it is. And then you you work with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I think a lot of the things on that list you do because you, are, you do work part-time. So you have a little bit more flexibility right. to, you know handle taking kids places and picking them up places and right. running errands and doing that stuff. So we're very curious to see what routines have you put into place in your own home to sort of make life easier um, if you have done that. Sometimes you're in the stage where you're just merely surviving and you don't even have time to build a schedule. And I totally get that because we've been there and sometimes we go back there. So you just have to do what works for you. But um, I, I do, I would love to hear what others are doing. And we're going to go over our little weekly routine with you. And maybe this will help. And maybe it will help you um, kind of create your own. You know, everyone's schedule is different. But this can give you sort of an outline. Maybe help reduce the stress around your house. Like when we started this, it was because it became a tit for tat. And wasn't we weren't sure who was going to be in charge of what. And we needed our mornings and our evenings to run a little bit smoother just to avoid the chaos. So we came up 
a, a weekly routine calendar and I even printed it out and I put the kids face on it and I put it on the fridge so we cannot forget um, and basically we have a routine A and a routine B and that's going to go for the morning and for the evening whoever is routine A the following day they will become routine B and so on so on so we switch off every other day the weekends change up a little bit but it works this way so we'll have one person um, waking up with the children in the morning and getting them breakfast, getting them dressed, just sort of getting them ready for the day, putting their lunches together, just basically everything I would say, right? You would say it's like everything in the morning. Yeah. And then the other person, all they have to worry about is getting themselves ready, helping out a little bit with Kira and, you know, helping put the kids in the car and see you later. Definitely say the routine B has more of the morning off. Right. If you're person A, you're going to be doing most of the work. And we've tried to time that with um, the days that I go into the office. So Jared takes the heavier load on Monday, Wednesday, Friday because I have to go into the office and I'm able to just kind of get myself together and pack my own lunch and then head out and he takes them to school because he works from home so he doesn't necessarily have to get all dolled up. So that works for us. Um, on Tuesday and Thursday, I don't have to go into the office, so I take on the bigger load in the morning, and I take the kids to school. For those counting at home, that's three mornings <laughs> I take the kids to school, and that's mm -hmm. three mornings she sleeps at. It's not sleeping in if I'm getting up and getting myself ready. <laughs> but yes, I am very grateful that he is willing to do the three mornings as opposed to my two mornings. It is very helpful. And then at nighttime, we have um, a person A and a person B. And the person A is the person who gets everything ready for the next day. So makes sure there's no dishes left in the sink. It starts to prep the lunch boxes and get all that ready. Picks out the children's clothes. Does, you know, that all, everything that doesn't have to do with physically putting the children in bed, it's everything else. So it's getting the house ready for the night, getting stuff ready for the next day. And we've set that up so whoever that person is, is the person that's also going to wake up in the morning with the kids, so it's a little bit fair. You know, they picked out the clothing from the night before, therefore they're going to dress the kids the next day. If you fail to do your chore the night before, you're only hurting yourself because now nothing is prepped. So that's kind of how we figured that out. The other person is only in charge of the children, so that person will bathe them, read stories, put them to bed, that whole routine. I do that one more than you do because it you right. do the the house stuff more. So it kind of all I think it's all balances out. And then on the weekends, the best part of our whole routine is that on Saturday mornings I get the whole morning off, and on Sunday mornings he gets the whole morning off. So and then if we go out one night and we have a babysitter, then we're both off. So you know there we each get what one or two nights a month where we mm. can have off. Feels like it's unlimited nights off. No, that is not true. I don't know. I've never taken a night off. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. We have like, I think it's supposed to be two per month where we each can like request the night off. So then the other person has to do both sides of the, of the job. And then a bonus for me is when Jared travels for work, because there was a time where he was traveling like every other week. When he would travel, every time he left, I get an extra day. So he could be gone for five days, and then I can add an, an extra night off to that month. Um, 
And I'm sure I have so many rollover nights from those trips, so mm-hmm. it's he doesn't complain when I ask for I'm a night not off. Tracking. I try to make it so that book club nights and wine nights all fall on nights that I'm the routine A. Now, no matter what time I come home at night, I can always get it done. It is that is true. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. That's it. That's a fact. I do that. I think you use those nights as a pass card, so you can. You don't actually have to take a night off. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, you're I saying don't... you plan your nights off. Like the nights that I'm going to go out, I like hope and pray that they fall on the night that I am in charge of the house stuff because that stuff can be done. You know, if I get home at midnight, I can still do it and my job is done. But if and I, but it's my kids' night, then I have to ask off because there's no way that I can put the kids to bed. So we talk about it like in the morning, you know, there's one person that has like the heavier load and the other routine has a much lighter load and sort of like the morning off mm-hmm. what would you how do you feel about the nights is there one that you prefer i know i was thinking about that the others i don't know it depends on the week i guess like if the kids are being real bratty then i rather just do all the house stuff and get all that prep for the next day and then i i don't know but if i'm like really loving them then I want to put them to bed <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard and also if I'm like really busy I'd rather even if I'm home but I'm busy I'd rather just do the house stuff because I can do it on my own time it's a it's different every week I don't know what do you think yeah. is better I think that putting the kids down for to bed I kind of feel like that's the quickest and easiest but it is just more like time you know, based yeah. and demanding. So you got to be available at that time and you got to be, yeah, not distracted. I would say that this routine has helped us. I definitely think it's helped. Yeah. Um, now I remember early on when we were creating this list is because we had disagreements on just what needed to be done. Cause you're one who need wants to be prepared for the next day. So we got to get right. the kids clothes laid out the night before, got to get the lunches prepared for the night before. And that does it. If I got to do it now, it takes me no additional time. I'll just do it in the morning. But do you uh, see the benefits of it now? It is helpful. I guess in my head, it, it may seem like it would take the same amount of time, but it's not really because in the morning when you're trying to do it, it all of a sudden, all these problems come up that they all of a sudden have a massive opinion about what we're choosing for them. They seem to not care as much when it's already laid out for them. And then also in the morning, it's like, I want my cereal. I want a milk. I want chocolate milk. No, I want this. I'll turn this show on. And you're like constantly being pulled in different directions when if you just do it at night, no one's bothering you. It's much quicker. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think it makes the morning less stressful, which is good. It's nice in the morning when you wake up and it's done. Right. I think having the schedule and routine has helped us big time just manage each other's expectations. So everything yeah. run a lot smoother. Everything is a lot smoother. It's very, um, I think it's been our biggest help. So if you're having any kind of issues with morning routines, night routines, or just like stress between you and your partner about who's doing what, I highly suggest coming up with some kind of routine. And basically it's like a chore chart for adults. You know, it really does help it sounds kind of crazy but it helps um so you don't have to be in survival mode all the time you know you're not meant to live like that (laughs) okay so this will segue into our challenge for the week um i can report back if you don't decide to ever grace us with your presence again (laughs) Um, might not be invited back you might not actually that's all right we'll get maybe we'll get ashley's husband on All right, so our challenge for this week is going to be, let's just do 
why don't we just do this? Our challenge for the week will be to wake up earlier. Both of us to wake up earlier. What, do you have a particular time in mind? I would say 6. Okay. 6 a.m. Both of us? Both every of us, day? Every day. It'll be hard. Okay. I'm good with that challenge. Can I change the challenge? <laughs> I don't think so. This is on. I can edit this that has out. This has been recorded. All right. We're going to do it. We'll do it. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you for doing my podcast. I know this was very painful for you. Not as I, painful as I thought. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And if you like having Jared on the show, make sure you leave us a comment on our Facebook page and tell us, or our Instagram page, and tell us um, if we should bring him back at any point. Don't do it. (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye. Ciao.